G'day, g'day, g'day. Hello, g'day. How are you? Uh, I'm great. It's been a long time since we saw each other. Like a full hour and a half or so, no? Um, good on you, mate. So, welcome back to, well... Hopefully. Episode two, I guess. Yeah, episode two. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm Callum Eilert. This is Marcus Armstrong. Yes. Um, so, today, I, I guess we're going to speak a little bit about Formula One. I believe Have so. you heard of Formula One before? The pinnacle, right? Is it? Is it? I don't think so, but elaborate, please. It's a bit harsh. Everyone's called it the pinnacle for years. Uh, no, well, uh, I think firstly we should speak a bit about our racing because uh, this weekend we've got our first race of the of the season, St. Pete's, Tampa Bay, Florida, good weather. Yeah, Looking forward to, to it. be mistaken for the one in Russia. Um, <laughs> it's the one in Florida. Um, yeah, no, it will be lovely and warm, uh, roasting and sweaty nice humid so yeah you'll you'll be loving the fact that you'll be feeling thinking that you're fitter than everyone but everyone will still be managing the race very well but dying at the same time well that's the thing like i can train my entire life uh which i do which you have yeah um i think for some reason it physically this car suits me a little bit more than the old f2 car yeah, you can try mine if you want. No, because it's so so hot, I mean. like. Yeah, yeah, I know, but you can still try mine if you want. And I, I feel like I, I deal well with the heat. Um, I mean, I'm constantly cold, freezing. Cold-hearted man. Yeah, cold-hearted. And uh, I'm always shivering. That's why I'm wearing this... Uh, this Abomination. L- lovely St. Laurent um, sweatshirt right now. Um, it's falling apart. And an F- I mean, an Indy car is the hottest thing you could ever imagine. When you bought it, was it falling apart like this? This is actually the style, believe it or not. You sure? Yeah. You sure it wasn't a washing disaster? No, no, no. Uh, these like thumb holes? Or? So each hole is an extra hundred pounds. Of weight or money? Money. <laughs> money. Yeah. Um, it's called fashion, Callum. I'm anyway. not going to get any fashion, take any fashion advice from you, mate. You were in those same Stan Smiths since like... Hang on, Last hang on. October. These are brand new. These are, well, They were brand new. Those look like they've been run over <laughs> 17 times and then put on a shelf and then charged five times more than these ones. Well, yeah, they definitely were charged a lot more than they those ones. They are lovely, but who who ran them over? No, these are golden goose, mate. You can't, um, you can't talk shit about these. These are beautiful masterpieces. Um, anyway, back to IndyCar. Hottest thing in the world. How would you compare it to physically driving an F2 car or an F1 car for that matter? Well, I think we, we maybe discussed this a while, a while back, but peak load is maybe less than the F2, mm. you know, in those high-speed corners. But as you'll soon find out, it goes on and on and on and on. When you come out and you've done, well, some some races, six pit stops, but should we say keep it to a three? Mm. three stopper four stopper maybe max if you've got a little bit of an issue you come out high fuel with those alternate red tires soft as anything and it's 30 degrees and humid as as anything that's when you're 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 just praying for this race to end it's like a third longer than it should be no i uh i know that because whenever i watch my camera's turned off well that's one technical failure luckily (laughs) ilots is still going (laughs) No, well, I know that whenever I watch an IndyCar race, like in the past, it does, it goes on. And it seems like it's a strategic nightmare. I remember Indy Road Course last year when I was like... Oh, the one with the rain? Yeah, it seemed like 
genuine strategic disaster. Well, it was. And you also couldn't see whilst you were driving. Yeah. So you had no idea who was in front, where anyone was. Christian managed to crash into me over the finish line under safety car, tried to break my back. Um, he was close he probably to did it on purpose. You never know with him. Yeah. Never know. I mean, he's done that a few times, rental casting with me. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him. But for those who don't know, St. Pete last year, um, my hands, hands fell apart. Yeah, we'll, we'll try and throw up a photo on the screen I'll for you. I'll send it to Rory and get him to... Yeah, we'll get it put on the screen for all you it, folks. For those who are squeamish, um, I would avoid this for a second. But yeah, I, both, both hands had three ginormous blisters down the That's middle. That's so weird. Your hands, you just got little baby girl hands because honestly, I don't get that. Can I remind you that wh- what you said about when you saw my onboard, <laughs> that I uh, I have to hold my, you, my To car. be fair, you are wrestling an alligator when you... When it's a quick back. alligator, but it's very difficult. And, and St. Pete last year was the first race for us with kind of the new environment that we had. Mm. And let's just say things were not tied down. No. Uh, that was, I was... I was 30 laps away and I felt the skin sliding off my hand oh. and I, I started crying, basically. Well, well, you know that whenever you're crying, you're probably, you're probably not on it in terms of pace, are you? If, you? if you're ever thinking about your physical well-being during a race, Mate, you're I, not doing your best. I, w- I was surprisingly between maybe five tenths to a second off, right? Which, considering my whole hand was bleeding and falling apart, that is not a bad effort. And... What saved me was I had Kirkwood in front, who was fuel saving like crazy. So I was I was quite slow, like and and it was saving me in the in the high speed corners because he was fuel saving. Fuck, that's lucky, mate. I remember Saudi Arabia last year. I was like deep in the points. Was that arms or neck? No, that was arms. Like the steering weight, mate. Honestly, I cannot describe it. Well, it just adds up and up and up. You just keep going. No, because I started the race and I was P two. Yeah, and. I was like, I did the first couple of laps and I was like, oh my God, this, the steering is so heavy. It's going to be a really long race because I'm on like hard tires right now and high fuel load. And it's only going to get worse when you change to those softs. And then uh, I think, no, I started on softs. Oh, okay, okay. But right. for whatever reason, there was a zero tire deck at Saudi. And I got to, sorry, I boxed early, straight on the hards. Those first three laps on hards, I couldn't turn the wheel. Like it was ridiculous. But everyone was in the same boat. Yeah. Like you, after the race, you see everyone walking around the paddock like they were just zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Iwaza. I, I don't think I've ever seen someone look so smashed in my life. Poor guy. That Iwaza. But after that, I mean, because I was so deep in the points, I was like, I can't, I can't not just push. Oh, you 110%. have to. You have no choice. It's it's that thing, you know. Hate it now, love it later. Yeah. As as who who said that one? You must know. Oh, Steve Eilot. Stevie yeah it must have been Steve no he's not that motivational um, so F1 F1 season starts as well this week yeah those fast cars uh, did you keep an eye on the uh, testing results the results yeah I mean I, I we, we did agree that we were going to try and watch it and I think neither of us have to be fair I did actually watch it okay. now that I've left the F1 circus let's say circus, good um, I've actually become more interested in it somehow and I watched a bit of the preseason testing. My first impression when I turned the TV on was that Ferrari still looks understeery. Um, I didn't see a single lap of them. Okay, I well saw Piastri spin yesterday. Oh yeah, or today, one of the days. Where, where did he spin? 
is it turn nine or turn ten? The the tight left hander. He managed to spin there. Yeah, on the initial turn under braking. What? Yeah. That's ha- when you know you got like a. He's super low. Must be like bossing like crazy on entry. I don't think. I think. How do you spin on entry there? The brake bars to the rear. That is bizarre. Anyway, he did manage to do it, and then he three sixty. Well, it was on one of the own. talking points, wasn't it? That McLaren was looking like they weren't really on the front foot. Well, they they the the headline I saw was that they were behind on their targets. Behind on their targets. That's a very like a, that's political a, way. Of that is a politically correct way of saying, "Oh shit." Yeah, but uh, I mean, sometimes you play these games, but I I don't I, I don't see the point. I so. don't think they play around with fuel as much as F2 though, right? They they usually just stay at a pretty steady <laughs> fuel load. Not to try and look like they're sandbagging just to expose the I, I the think it's, of the car. it's consistent like within the team in the sense that they have the plan. From what I remember, you have the plans at different stages that they want to test things at. Mm. So like all your quality runs will be done at a certain yeah. fuel level, yeah. which will be more than you need. Yeah. Uh, then you'll have some light fuel long runs. So say maybe like around 45, 50 kilos. And then you'll do the heavy fuel where actually sometimes they just do short runs, 10 lap runs. Yeah. Um, the only team I think that might not do that is Mercedes. Because they always, I mean, from the last 10 years or so, they've always looked worse in preseason testing than what they really are. Yeah, but they did have some emergency meeting after day two. I think that was because of some reliability issues, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but between the drivers as well? That's not a driver concern. Like, you can't really do much as a driver. I mean, knowing George, he'd want to be in the loop, whether it's reliability issues or whether or not the mayonnaise has enough salt in it, you know, and they put catering, so... He's not fussy about it. You're fussy about food. He's not. Yeah, but... I he, mean, he like, yeah, technically, I agree, but, uh, I mean, uh, I think you're taking a bit far with the food. Um, Aston Martin look good? I think they look very good. I, I said this last year to a couple of people, and their race pace was really strong last year for the quali card that they had. Mm. Like They were able to unlock something that they couldn't in qualifying. And considering they knew straight away that their car philosophy was not going to work last year, so I was they, like, yeah. they were going to be a dark horse if what they predicted was right. So far... The one lap pace is decent, as you can see. Their P two or P three on day one. That was day one, yeah. Um, I think, but they're always there, like day two, P three, and uh, not so much on Felipe. Yeah, Felipe P ten on day three. Yeah, but that. uh, But then, if you go into their longer runs again, you never know what people are doing with fuel, right? And it does make a bit of a difference. But they're super strong from lap three onwards on a race run, and Bahrain. It's it's all about tire deck. It's all about tires. That thing is very good. Yeah. I think Alonso is also the right wagon driver. He's going to... I think... I don't know why, but I have the feeling that he's just in in his element right now. You know, he's the number one dude there. There's no question about it. He's sort of back into the rhythm of these new F1 style cars where you sort of need to drive in a different style to, you know, his previous... Well, it's a reset, isn't it, for everyone, you know? But now I feel like he's sort of in the groove and he's hitting the ground running as opposed to previous years where he's sort of chasing his tail away. But The other thing is, I, I think that, again, you, it depends on the environment, but if you are someone like him and the environment he has, they don't take offence to anything he suggests, mm. 
and are able to work with what he's doing, of course, if it's the right thing to do, you can go so far. And again, of course, the, these car designs are done a year in advance, so he wouldn't have had any, uh, any say in any of that. But from now on, the rate of improvement is like down to down to the drivers and what they yeah. can suggest in all these tests. It's going to be cool to see. Um, fingers crossed. By the time this podcast has been released, yeah, we'll have to see about that. One. That Felipe has been confirmed for this weekend. Well, it's either Felipe or I heard Patel. <laughs> Two great options. Two very great options. But you know, having I think I will cry if Felipe doesn't get chosen this weekend. He's he's such a good dude, and he actually deserves it. Like, oh, it's 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 great when you know you know everyone from F two, and it's yeah. like. If you get the opportunity, like you just got to grab it with both hands and love it. I think it'd be almost it'd almost be a bit of a kick in the face if Seb got brought back because it's like, what's the point of having a reserve driver if yeah. you're just going to bring in last year's? Especially if you do two days of testing as well. And he was quick. I mean, he was on it. One of the days he was really quick, or maybe that was just early this morning. I don't know, but. He looked good. No, he was on it. I think it was this morning. He was like P3 or P2. I might I might be wrong with that. But no, he's honestly like that's it's I think so can, important to I, the way things He look. can take it to. I mean, I wouldn't expect him to be on it with Alonso straight away, but he's going to surprise people. No, Alonso's on another level and of course is so used to the car as well. Of course, like there's little things like the starts and the pit stops, which for sure you're not going to be at it. The biggest thing will be the tire. Yeah managing tire degradation to be fair though coming from f2 it's almost like yeah it but it's in a different way that's the thing f2 you take it easy in certain places f1 it is as precise as you can get because they can see everything yeah f2 it's like driver feeling yeah but i feel as though in f2 you sort of have to develop a sense of sensitivity to the tire that's like so extreme because whatever issue you have on lap two Oh, it just it, amplifies it, later yeah. on. Yeah, lap six, you're going to know about it. So it's almost like as soon as you feel something, you need to adjust straight away. Otherwise, it's the race is done. And the camera's turned off. Right, round two. So like you have to either, whether it's adjusting the brake balance or changing your style or whatever. Preempting everything. You have, to, you have to, as soon as something starts, one corner later, you need to adjust because the tire has a memory and it just never forgets it. So I think that Felipe will have that ingrained in his brain. Well, from F2. He's not going to struggle with that. One of the engineers, I, I mean, they could be right or wrong. And I would say it's a little bit of an overestimation. But like for every wheel spin you have at the beginning of a race at Bahrain is one lap of like drop off that you'll have. That's probably true. I would say it's at least half a lap. Well, it depends whether or not it's thermal deg or genu genuine deg. Because well, Bahrain is normally genuine though. Yeah, but in F2, it was mainly thermal. Not the years I did it. <laughs> and then, of course, our very good mate, Guan Yu Zhu. He, he was P1 on yep, day, day two. two. 31.6. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. That's mega. Do you reckon he gets a bonus from that? Topping the, topping the times on day two? The only bonus he needs is confidence. <laughs> what? Well, no, I mean, like that's mega. I don't Imagine how great you feel after that. No, I don't mean it in a bad way at all. Don't, don't, what are you trying to say? That is that is a great thing to come away from. Yeah, a test it's cool. Route. It's really cool. You're trying to turn me into a villain. No, like honestly, what 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 more do you need after after one season and you go straight into testing and boom, quicker than Max, quicker than Alonso. He's in good company well, though. Where, where is was it him? Only him that day, or where is his teammate? Uh, so Bottas was P twelve on day one. 
and he was, I can't find him, so that's not a good sign on day three. And I cannot find him. He mustn't have driven. No, P3. Oh, he's P3. 30.8. Looks like Alfa Romeo's quick then. Yeah, seems so. Was that all your development work? Yeah, years in the making, you know, I made such a difference. Thought so. I don't, I don't, I really don't think so. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. I think my, my main points for this weekend will be Logan's debut. Yes. I mean, obviously he came from F2, good mate of mine, and it's just going to be, it's cool to see. Deserves it. Of course. Felipe. Yep. If you are racing, mate, I want you so hard down the inside of everyone. Everyone at turn one. Yep. If you are not like hard on the anchors locking up into turn one on your F1 debut, I'll be disappointed. To be honest, if you're locking up, I'd suggest do it on the outside. He's a professional crasher, so he'll know best. What are you going about? <laughs> um, but professional staller. If, if Felipe is racing, I think he can get points on his debut because the car is good and he's obviously good. So that's going to be it's going to be a talking point. Yeah, that would be if, if the car is what it seems to me. And he keeps a steady race. Yeah. Oh, la, it's going to be great. mega. And this then could be a new De Vries in the making. What are you talking about? Like in the sense that you go from one race to a full-time drive. Yeah. I mean, I think so. He deserves it. Like Also, Oscar Piastri. Yes. F1. Yes, yes, yes. Debut. Yes, yes. And uh, to be fair, after all the shit he's been through. Yeah. And not really his fault knowing the situation. I want him to succeed. Whether it takes a year or two. How I do you think he's going to go off the bat next to Lando? Um, for me, for me, Lando is one of the quickest drivers you can get. Agreed. And knowing how he was prepared for F1, yeah. he nailed it. And the experience he now has in F1 in the same team for all those years, I don't think... He, he is like what Max is to Red Bull for McLaren. Yeah. So... As close as you can get is the best job you can do. You've got to think the McLaren's struggling, though. I it mean, looks just like it. looking at these results, I've always, whenever I used to look at Lando's results from um, junior formulas, F4, F3, F2, he was always just boom, straight on it from the get go. Even in testing? Yeah, from, from preseason testing, he was always bosh, straight at the top. And even if the team was sandbagging or not, he was always there. Yep. So him now being you know a bit further down consistently the outside the top 10 is sort of a bad sign ah, to be fair day one he was p5 but okay day, one. day two and three was not so good mclaren looked like they're struggling a wee bit yeah i don't want to put words in their mouth and it can all change by the race i mean they can even send parts over overnight between now and the race weekend and it can turn around yeah oh you never know you never know um, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be putting money on him being you know deep in the points. No. And then we've got Mercedes as well. Who, yeah, their emergency meeting. I, honestly, I think for them when they figure out their car, like every last two years they've struggled in preseason testing. It's not been the best. It's been a bit always edgy on the rear. And again, coming back to it, the same thing. But when they do put that car together, like last season, middle of the season, that thing was competitive. Yeah especially race pace they do things solidly they don't overdrive make the mistakes that other teams are doing yeah and they just take the points and that that adds up when you get to the end of the championship well that's one of my favorite things is watching a lewis hamilton on board because like if i'm ever bored, on board it's always a good one which the quality one there's oh, any any lewis lap 
to be fair, I reckon his race laps are the best. Like, if I'm bored, I'll literally just sit on F1 TV and watch his race on board. Because he's like, there's no one. He's like, he actually drives a lot like Scott Dixon. If you're not sideways, you're not going fast enough. Yeah, I'd never seen him sideways. Who? Lewis. Yeah. He loves it, mate. Absolutely loves it. But the car doesn't love it. In the race. He loves okay, it. Okay. The There's no such thing as tire saving to Lewis, it seems. Which is quite funny. Because he's always complaining about it, isn't he? Yeah, but that's just, you know, like, I'm struggling, but I'm not. But listen, think I'm struggling. Yeah. And then finally, um, De Vries versus Sonoda. What do you reckon? Well, De Vries has been quoted as team leader, even though he hasn't driven a season in F1. Who quoted him as team leader? I don't know. I think Helmut ages ago. I mean, that's a bit of a... Well, it's either a very good thing because they have high value of you, but... Well, of course, Nick's, he's good, but he's also a rookie, right? Whereas Yuki's done, is it two years now? It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. 2020, 2021, 22, yeah. I think um, Yuki's just like the ultimate, you know, driver's driver. He just know? gets in and sends exactly. it. Exactly. The story I heard about him was he did one of his f- tests, first test in F3 was at Spa. It was raining. And they told him that Eau Rouge is flat in the wet <laughs> in F3. And is it is, yeah. <laughs> but after three runs, first lap. That is serious commitment. No, but he, he was also, in F2, he was like that. So on the simulator, in F2, we don't have, you know, fantastic simulators like in F1. But like turn one at Silverstone is more or less flat in F2. And quali, quali you want low fuel, soft. Yeah. But on the simulator, it's flat the whole day long, whatever. And Yuki rocks up, apparently, and just goes flat out. Through turn one, first lap, lap one. FP. And he made it. FP. He, he made it. Ay, 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 ay. You don't even you don't even know what error balance you're gonna get. Okay, Marcus, that is five tenths off in sector one to Tsenoda. It's like, oh fuck. <laughs> it's gonna be a long weekend, <laughs> fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh la, la. Commitment. I reckon he's That's true. I remember twenty twenty. Yeah, because uh, he was remember he was purple sector one, yeah. Oh, wow. You never forget these things. When you're half a second I off. smashed him in Maggots Beckett's, though, so I, I, that, I made it up. Well done. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the ultimate driver's driver. The the jobs do not mix. Engineer and driver, he's solidly a driver. Uh, I, 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 haven't, I haven't been in there. I don't know, but possibly. Well, that's certainly my opinion from the outside. But Nick DeVries is... He's very methodical. He's like, an all-rounder, isn't he? He's a serious all-rounder. I rate him very highly as a... He could potentially be a team leader from the get-go just because he knows what he wants. Oh, yeah. anything. And, and he's quite calm as well. Very calm, methodical, fast. and um, Been there, done that in every form of racing possible now, I think. Crazy, isn't it? He was like my childhood hero when I was young. Wait, I've got his uh, n- go-kart NASA panel. Really? The number, number 10 at the time from like 2010 in my, in my basement. I'll say the iconic moments. Sign it, actually, iconic point. moments from my childhood was watching him race carts. Yeah, but in all the different liveries he had, different liveries, helmets, suits, whatever. He was just like it was glamorous, and he was winning world championships. Like, you know, the the funny thing for me was though, like, obviously he was the hero, and I I did only one race where I was like in view of him, which was Sano World Cup 2011, and I remember. Uh, seeing him cleaning, like taking all his side pods and stuff mm. and going to clean them. Yeah. Um, and of course, some drivers do this. I did it for a while. Uh, I didn't. Marcus may not have done <laughs> it. 
Um, but it, it was like that thing where, oh, you're a world, ch- world champion multiple times uh, and you're going to clean all your brand new stuff uh, straight after every session pretty much. Yeah. I was like, fair play. And, you know, young, quiet, happy little kid. Yeah. Just keeping to himself and going and cleaning his stuff. I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago and he's like, I still love cleaning. <laughs> so, good lad. Anyway, I think we're close to time. Yeah, yeah. Solid. Solid second episode, I reckon. Solid second episode. Okay. It's always good when the time minutes. passes quickly. It is. All right. Especially with you, my darling. <sighs> Thanks, fellas. Catch Thanks you later. Everyone. Enjoy.